Today on Locked On Rockies, some good news about the Colorado Rockies prospects. A pitcher lands in the top 10, and the Rockies have multiple top 100 prospects. Plus, is the international complex turning around as well? You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Rockies fans, welcome to the Locked On Rockies podcast for today, the 19th day of January in the year 2024 host of the Locked On Rockies podcast, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. And if your team is the Colorado Rockies, guess what? You're in the right spot because that's what we do around here's Talk Rockies Baseball here on the Locked On Podcast Network, which is available on all your favorite streaming services or on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel, where you can be part of the show. You can fire off your Rockies hot takes. You can let me know what's on your mind when it comes to the Colorado Rockies. Marco says, easily over when we're talking about over 60 and a half wins for the Colorado Rockies. I agree that their ceiling is 70 wins, but I think they're poised for a strong second half when guys like Marquez and potentially Adele, Veen, and Romo being called up. Offensively, they look fine, and I'm high on a breakout for Tovar. I expect a full season of Nolan Jones to include a 25-25 or potentially 30-30 result. Reserving the health of Chris Bryant and Blackman is important, so save them to DH and Bryant able to play first. Maybe sign Gallo and Platoon with Goodman to have a 40-plus home run right field, LOL. Just comes down to pitching and borrowing injuries. They look to have an actual staff. Is it good? Eh, but I'm hopeful for Quantrill, Freeland, and maybe Feltner. I think they come in at 68-69 and just maybe touch 70 wins. Great, great uh, comment there from Marco. I got agree. I agree with a lot of the stuff in there. If you want to let me know what's on your mind, let me know what's going on with your thoughts on Rockies baseball, just tune in to the Locked on Rockies podcast. Find us on your favorite streaming services or on the Locked on Rockies YouTube channel where your likes, your subscription, your comments, all that stuff really, really helps the show. We're talking prospects here. Just prospects more of the uh, the prospects that uh, that that have been making some some noise of late, uh, which is good things. I mean, that the Rockies are seeming to have a nice little bump when it comes to the farm and, and and it's because I was a little nervous with with the state of the farm system because of how many young guys were called up how many guys the Rockies were 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 calling uh, were calling for and, and and using last year anyway uh so it's good to see these news and it, I'm I was I was pleased to see how many uh players the Rockies had in the top 100 would I of course like to see more players in the top 100 yes but Anyway, the Rockies having multiple players and not in the top 20 per se, but still at least some numbers in the top 100. And and, and I, I think that that means something as well. So uh, let's dive into everything. Let's talk prospects. Oh, we'll also uh, check in on the Todd Helton Hall of Fame race here. Uh, but before we dive into everything today, Game Time is today's sponsor. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKED ON. For $20 off your first purchase. Uh, okay, so with the Rockies here, one of the things that was uh, that's that's exciting to me is that these the, the the Rockies top five prospects here, almost all of them have found themselves on the top 100 prospects in all of baseball. So the, the the Rockies prospects that have found themselves in the top 100 include Adele Amador. Uh, we also see 
Yanko Fernandez is in there. Uh, let's see here. Sorry, there's a lot of names on this list. Uh, Jordan Beck and Zach Veen all cracking the top 100. Uh, coincidentally, who are the five Rockies' top prospects? Otto Amador, Yanko Fernandez, Chase Dollander, Jordan Beck, and Zach Veen. So, Dollander, the only one not uh, on that top 100 list, but the good news is when you look at uh, another ranking there uh, for the, uh, the, there was a MLB pipeline post that has uh, Dollander as one of the top right-handed pitching prospects. And, and I reached out to, uh, to my, to Lindsey Crosby to get a, get a take. Unfortunately, I don't think he had time to, to get us uh, the full take that he was hoping for, but this is what he, uh, this is what he said. Uh, when I asked on uh, Dollander making MLB Pipeline's uh, top right-handed pitching prospects here. And he says, I mean, he should. He was one of the best pitchers in college baseball in 22 and is primed for a rebuild of value and prospect prestige. That being said, he'll tank rather quickly if he stumbles out the gate in 2024. So that's something we're going to have to look there for Chase Dollander. But really, really exciting. I mean, that's the it, – it's it's offseason – it's all that, right? It, it's all, oh, I mean, how, can you really get that excited? Can you really get that pumped up by these 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 prospect lists and all that stuff? Yes, you can. I mean, this this is why this is this is what rebuilding is. This is what the Rockies should be looking for. And and you know, as you scroll through the top one hundred, you you see teams that have a lot more uh, representation on here, but. I was surprised. I was surprised to see that the Rockies had top 100 prospects. And it's good that Zach Bean is still being regarded as a top 100 prospect in the game. As someone that I think needs to kind of... Uh, we had a lot of hype for him, and then it cooled off, especially with those injuries. So we got to see them bounce back a little bit. But to see him bounce back, find himself into the top 100, and for the Rockies to have potentially the outfield of their future getting ready and, and building up and getting ready to go. That's another good sign. I mean, that's, that's, that's a strong sign that, uh, that the Rockies are going to be, uh, that, that the Rockies have made the right call when it comes to building up that outfield and getting up players that are going to bring potential. And really the best news is that just barely missing in the top 20 of prospects. And I think that's an impressive thing. I mean, top 10 is obviously great, but top 20 still is is a pretty good thing. And, and Amador just falls right outside the top 20 at the 21-ranked prospect. He's MLB ready. We're going to see Amador play this year. It's going to be really interesting to see how he factors in, what the Rockies do. But he's ready to go, and he's considered to be one of the in the top quarter, the top echelon of rock of prospects in baseball. I mean, the top quarter of, of players being in the top twenty-five, and that's where Amador finds himself. Uh, it, it's it's encouraging. It's encouraging to see to see this again. We want to see more, yes, but this is the type of stuff that you that you sit there and you got to you you realize all right that's these are the moves that make that are making sense these are the moves that do back up this draft and develop mindset that the rockies have had before now it's got to pan out now it's got to work out but at least on the surface level this was welcomed news this was this was news that 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 encourages mixed in when when you hear and when you see the uh the the rockies farm system 
getting more positive press, getting more positive uh, 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 coverage here throughout this offseason. There have been things that have popped up here and there talking about how the Rockies farm system is back into a better spot. It's not a dominant spot. It's not going to be the best farm system in baseball, but it is something that, that, that you can sit there and be a little bit more encouraged by. And, uh, of course, on top of that, mixed in with the, the fact that uh, the Rockies got another infielder that, that is highly regarded coming up and nipping at the heels at the last infielder that they that they were bringing up and, and, and had star potential there in Brendan Rodgers. So uh, really, again, it's, it's, it's not the most exciting thing, but it's encouraging. And, and it's really encouraging to see that, that – uh, that Dollander is on that list of of uh, of top ten right hand pitching prospects, and uh, to to elaborate on that, went over to uh, Rock's pile here, and here's Tanner Vote uh, and what he had to say. Dollander comes in two spots behind Rhett Lauder, a, fa- a former 2023 first round pick, just like Dollander. Ironically, Dollander was selected two spots behind Lauder. He checks in two spots ahead of 2023 high school first rounder Noble Meyer as well. He is the highest ranked right-handed pitcher in the NL West, one spot ahead of Padres pitcher Dylan Lesko. Dollander has tremendous upside and is someone that should become the ace of this staff eventually. MLB Pipeline gives Dollander high praise for his stuff. Dollander is a pitcher that the Rockies haven't had since the John Gray days and could potentially even have a higher ceiling. Rockies fans need to follow Dollander closely. He is a college arm, but struggled with walks in 2023. If he can get that back under control, he could prove to be a steal for the Rockies in the 2023 draft. We'll see how it pans out for Dollander. We'll see how it goes. But again, reasons to be encouraged, reasons to be excited. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, the international complex and uh, a little bit more about these prospects. We'll also look to uh, the... Uh, Todd Tracker as well as it is going to come down to the absolute last second for our friend Todd Helton uh, there at uh, and his Hall of Fame, um, his Hall of Fame uh, candidacy, his uh, his acceptance, all that uh, all that good stuff. It is going to be close before we uh, get into that. We are going to take a quick break. So we'll do all that. In segment number two. Before we do that, got to tell you about some of the folks that help make this show possible. And that includes Game Time. Game Time's got you covered if you are looking for all your last second ticket options. All your whatever you need when it comes to those last minute tickets. Game Time's got you covered. I've used Game Time multiple times. It's gotten me into multiple events and they got you covered so you don't need to worry about getting tickets to the next big events it's not just for sports music comedy and theater events all near you you can get deals for they got last minute tickets flash deals zone deals all sorts of deals check it all out on the app and one of my favorite things about it they show you where you're sitting yes you get an image of your seat so you can uh, have complete peace of mind when it comes to your purchase Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L O C K E D O N. That's code Locked On for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
This is the Locked On Rockies podcast. We are free and streaming on your favorite streaming services, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day, where you make Locked On Rockies your first listen of the day. Really, really do appreciate that. Really do uh, appreciate the offseason support. Y'all have uh, have tuned in in force here this offseason, and I really, really do appreciate uh, all of the support uh, throughout this offseason as we uh, continue to uh, uh, work our way closer and closer to uh, not only the regular season, but spring training. It's right around the corner. They, uh, it's it's going to be back before we know it. Hey, uh, baseball is not the only exciting sports action going on on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can check out the Locked On Sports Today channel on YouTube, which is the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today and YouTube on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, we're talking prospects. We were talking about how it's a good sign. The Rockies got some prospects uh, cracking the top 100. Uh, how the Rockies got a, a Dollander, their pick there, is already getting uh, props for his his rankings there. The Rockies might have had uh, found a good one there in uh, in terms of Jay, uh, Chase. But I wanted to talk a little bit uh, about the, the international complex as well here and uh, wanted to read from Thomas Harding's uh, Rockies Beat here uh, uh, newsletter from from Thomas Harding. I'm, I just wanted to read uh, read a part of it about uh, the. Uh, it's titled here "International Investment Paying Off for the Rocks." Here, so I want to just read read part of it here. That gives a good intro of of the Rockies and uh, how they've been able to have success, especially in the pitching department from uh, from from Latin America. But I want to read here. But the current farm system shows that the Rockies have had more success with Latin American position players. Infield Adele Amador and outfield Yankil Fernandez are the top two of the top players on the team's top 30 prospects list per MLB pipeline. And five of the top 15 are hitters. The only international pitcher signed as an amateur in the top 30 is righty Jordy Vargas, who underwent Tommy John right elbow surgery in 2023 and will spend 2024 regaining health and strength. The first two days of twenty of the 2024 international signing period have brought, among other hurlers, two highly ranked right-handed starting pitchers from the Dominican Republic, Oscar Pujols and Gregory Sanchez. Pujols ranked 35th among the international prospects, according to MLB Pipeline, while Sanchez, who turned 17, who just recently turned 17, already possesses fastball velocity that any major leaguer would covet. Would covet. The Rockies have accelerated their pursuit of pitchers since Bill Schmidt took over as general manager in 2021, using the MLB draft and trade acquisitions to build out that unit, but this week shows that they haven't sworn off Latin American pitching talent. With the signing period running through December 15th, time will tell if the Rockies concentrate on signing a volume of pitchers, but Pujols and Sanchez represent quality. We are always looking for pitching, said Rolando Fernandez, Rockies vice president of international scouting and development, the difference between the international market and the draft is that there is a draft, so there's plenty of time for scouts to see the pitchers at a higher competition level, so there's a lot more high school and college pitching in the draft. But if we see a guy who can start at a particular level and he has a power arm, we go after him. We go back to Baldo, Corpus, Morales. We haven't forgotten about that, but there is competition in the international market. Everybody's trying to do the same thing because of lack of starting pitching. 
I love this. I absolutely love this. I, I, I one of the things that was frustrating in this uh, experience, one of the obvious, it wasn't too frustrating because you put things in context. But take all the Japanese pitchers, the the Japanese players, especially pitchers that were signed this off season. You never heard the Rockies connected to them. And I was getting really bummed by that because I think the Rockies are a team that could benefit from being a team that is very aggressive when it comes to the international market. And to hear that they have been and to hear that they have that focus on pitchers mixed in with the history of successful Rockies pitchers coming from that philosophy, that's those are all good signs. I love this. I, I really do think that going with these international picks, working on the international reputation, it's a way for the Rockies to sidestep, to get around their reputation, their in-country, their in-league representation, and their and their reputation. I think I just repeated myself that twice. The Rockies, I'm sure the reputation of the Rockies grows and goes into the international markets, but I don't think as much. I think the Rockies are able to 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 provide opportunities to provide uh, you know to 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 go in and, and provide a spot for these players, and they aren't shying away from that. I, I think that 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 shows that the Rockies can be an interesting team. The Coors Field curse isn't going to carry over as much to to, to players that aren't seeing and experiencing the narrative of Coors Field and the Colorado Rockies all the time. I'm sure that they do. I'm sure that they know about the narrative of the Rockies. They know baseball. They know ball. They probably know a good chunk about, about the pro teams. But at the same time, listen to the names that, that was that was brought up for the Rockies uh, with the Rockies having success in, in going after international pitching. Ubaldo Jimenez, Franklin Morales, Manuel Corpus, Julius Chassin. And on top of that, that includes also Herman Marquez, Antonio Senzatella, Carlos Estevez all strong good Rockies pitchers you can have your reservations about them but you can't say that any of those guys were quote-unquote bad pitchers all of those pitchers have had success in their career Ubaldo Jimenez is going to be and forever will be one of the greatest Rockies pitchers of all time still holds the 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 coveted only no hitter in Rockies history mixed in with 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 very solid pitchers in uh you know Morales Corpus and, and Chassin not knock your socks off good solid pitchers that definitely helped the Rockies and mixed in with the the, the fact that the, the the pitcher that has the the most potential to be the greatest Rockies pitcher of all time in Herman Marquez this stuff matters this stuff is important and and this is how the Rockies can continue to be creative this is the this is an area in which the Rockies need to continue to build up and develop in next time the the next round of of, of Japanese players, are, are, are posting and Korean players are posting, I want the Rockies in the mix. I want them to continue to show that they, that they are going to be a team that's going to go after some of these international big agents. You weren't going to get Yamamoto. You weren't going to get these the, the, the big guys. I understand that. But what about the, 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 Korean, the Korean or Japanese league uh, Ubaldo? What about those level of pitchers that might want to post and come over and play I just want to see the Rockies more connected to some of those players when the next time it comes around. This year, I wasn't that surprised to see the Rockies weren't all that involved or connected to any of these players, uh, any of those players. There was there's far too much of a need for starting pitching uh, across all of uh, of baseball. So they weren't you knew that that wasn't going to happen. So uh, it was uh, it was something that uh, that really 
just kind of stuck out. I, and, and reading this uh, was was really encouraging here from uh, from Thomas Harding. And I know it's it's coming from the team. I know it's PR stuff. But but but, but regardless, at the end, of the, when you're looking at these things, when you're hearing the Rockies farm system is improving. The Rockies are staying aggressive when it comes to adding international talent. The Rockies have five top 100 prospects. Not knock your socks off. I get it. But these are good, positive storylines. These are good things to to be talking about for the Rockies. These are good signs for the future of the team. It's got to pay out. It's got to pan out. They got to talk more about, you know, it's baseball. There's a long time in between these things. But it's really interesting to see where this team might be if this next big crop of prospects that are, were, are that have found themselves in the top 100 mesh with these young guys that are playing right now when they're the veterans and then these young guys are at, who knows what the Rockies might be. The Rockies could be loaded with 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 a lot of young talent. The question always, 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 though, will that pitching last? Will that pitching survive? We shall see. I, I, you know, this, this it's, it's going to be an interesting season. It really, really is, and it, and it, and it, and it is definitely directly related to the fact that the Rockies are a much more interesting team when it comes to the farm system, and when it comes to uh, uh, bringing new players into the into the mix as well. Okay, so uh, yeah, good news there for the Rockies. Like I said, there's teams that have plenty more top 100 prospects when you scroll through. I think the Orioles are the one I see the most here. The Mets got a lot of them, but again. Five players in the top 100 is a good, good sign. It is. It really, really is. So, uh, all right. Let's uh, check in on the Todd Helton tracker. Let's see where we're at when it comes to Todd Helton and the Hall of Fame. And uh, just give uh, some brief thoughts there. As uh, next week, we are going to be finding out if Todd Helton did indeed make the Hall. So, We are going to dive into all of that and more coming up here on Locked on Rockies and in segment number three. Before we dive into everything, I want to tell you about some of the people that helped make this show possible, and that includes FanDuel. FanDuel's got you covered throughout the playoffs and for all your sports action the playoffs what playoffs well duh the nfl playoffs come on you know you got you know your football you know what's going on out there right now if you head over to america's number one sportsbook FanDuel, new customers can get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed that's 150 in bonus bets guaranteed all you got to do is place a five dollar bet win or lose just place that five dollar bet and you're getting 150 bucks in bonus bets on the FanDuel app when you use fanduel.com slash locked on the app is so easy to use and there are so many different ways to bet like the live same game parlays find bets in the new explore tab and if you want to see the uh, uh some parlays maybe before the game the ones that aren't live you can find popular parlays in the parlay hub love me a parlay lots more available to you on the fanduel app and on fanduel.com slash locked on so visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup because you get 150 bucks in bonus bets fanduel official partner of the nfl this is the locked on rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming services bringing you your daily colorado rockies talk right here on the locked on podcast network where you can find your team every day. If your team is the Colorado Rockies, guess what? You're in the right spot. I am uh, scrolling through right now Ryan Thibodeau's uh, 
track or uh, uh, X presence here, and I'm seeing a lot of Todd Helton. Now we know that Todd Helton right now, as of recording this, is basically plus zero. He, the people that have dropped the votes, he's got enough new votes to make him net zero. If, if that trend continues, he will not make it to the Hall of Fame. Plus zero, I don't think is going to be enough, especially when you consider last year the fact that he was at like 72%. These random ballots that had Todd Helton, that then dropped Todd Helton, I'm I'm not going to understand. I, I, I really, truly am not going to understand it. It, it. I've seen small hall arguments. I have seen there's more time arguments, but it just... I don't know. I don't want to get too in the weeds of the, of the Hall of Fame election process, but but I just want to say one thing about small hall. I think the Hall of Fame, no matter what, will remain small. Even if people put more than three players on their ballots, even if people have a ballot where they believe a lot of these players in, in the grand scheme of things, the Hall of Fame is still going to be small. It's still going to be sacred. I think there's too much of this that allows, well, if we let Todd Helton in, we're letting anybody in. You're letting in a 60-plus war player, somebody that has stats that compete with Hall of Famers around him. I mean, there are there is legit arguments here. But small hall, I, I, I just feel like that loses steam. Out of One, a new crop of baseball players comes in every year, increasing the overall total number of baseball players that have played in Major League Baseball. And you're not bringing in these massive Hall of Fame classes every single year. The, popul the percentage of players in the Hall of Fame comparative to all Major League Baseball players that have ever played a game at the Major League level that percentage is always going to be small. It's always going to be a small haul. And you can't just sit here and 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 dwell on just the greats of the past and ignore the 90s and the mid-2000s greatness. That's that's one you, you you a lot of people will turn their nose up to the greatness that was happening during the steroid era. And that's a problem. I mean, we. I'm not going back into my 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 takes of 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 steroids and Hall of Fame and all that stuff. You, you, people know. I believe that you are still eligible for the. I believe Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer. I believe that 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 there are still ways to look at steroid users or or there, and you can look at their performance and still say they were really good. Mixed in with the context of steroids were all over baseball. It's. The players in steroids are just as much at fault for the for Major League Baseball's inaction for taking down steroids and making it a bigger deal before they did. They knew, There's a lot of evidence that suggests that Major League Baseball knew a lot more about what was going on than they actually let on. My point is this. The hall is going to be small forever. Baseball is already hard enough for people to go through the entire minor league system, make it to the majors, and then find a spot to consistently play on the, in the major league roster to get qualifications, to get numbers for Hall of Fame. Because what's going to happen when, the, when we get to this era of baseball or recent eras of baseball when offensive numbers are down and they compare them to other players? The Hall will always be small. I just, again plead the the writers and the voters for the hall of fame to do the appropriate research 
to be a homer when you everybody's got a little homer in them, especially baseball writers. I'll, <laughs> I'm a homer. I'm the biggest. I'm I'm one of the biggest Rockies homers that exists. But that pans out, and and, and it's just it, it goes back to doing your due diligence. You have a long time to fill out this ballot. I believe that every single player on that ballot deserves your attention deserves you the, the the voter to go through and write and 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 see okay here are the numbers here are the road home splits because if you're if your thing with Todd Helton is course field you're immediately negated by his road performance immediately the course field argument holds zero water for course or for for Todd Helton it does the road numbers immediately counteract that because you can't sit there and just say well he's only good at home cuz he wasn't he was it's it's the overall player and 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 I, I'm not gonna lie I, I didn't want to dive too much into this this side of it but Patrick Saunders did go out on X and said and this was I think a couple of days ago so so it might have changed but the actual numbers but he goes to point out out of I think it was like 25 to 27 ballots that were publicly known that don't have Todd Helton on the ballot 20 of them are from the East Coast. you're it's just admitting that you didn't watch the player and i get it the rockies had a lot of 10 10 p.m first pitch start times the internet wasn't around you're not seeing as many clips i understand that but when your job is to cover the game of baseball when your job is to understand and uh, and carry the, the the weight of this hall of fame ballot you need to do your due diligence about every single player on the roster. This is about every single player on that on that Hall of Fame ballot, not just Todd Helton. Not just a, you know, every single player regardless of market deserves to have their shot and deserves to be fully uh, uh, studied and evaluated just like the Yankees and Red Sox players are. Just like the East Coast teams, just like the California teams. Your market size should not matter when it comes to getting in the Hall of Fame. It should be your performance on the field, and without a doubt, when there is no, I don't have, the only inkling of doubt for Todd Helton was his two mistakes off the field. That's that. That's the only doubt I have for Todd Helton as a Hall of Famer. And personally, I, I think that that's something you can you can discuss, you can, you can, you can have in the legacy of Todd Helton, but I'm going to go ahead and assume there's people in that hall with a lot more uh, a lot more risky uh, actions and past than Todd Helton. I'm going to be sweating bullets about this uh, about this uh, announcement until it happens. It's going to be really, really, really close. According to the Hall of Fame tracker, of course, uh, Ryan Thibodeau and all those people doing Great, great work when it comes to uh, putting together this amazing spreadsheet of uh, all of the Hall of Fame votes, doing an incredible work for all of us here. Uh, currently, Todd Helton has 83% of the of the known votes as of uh, as of this morning here. Uh, so if he does get that, he is going to uh, he, he will get the vote. It's just going to be really, really close, really, really close. So we'll be keeping an eye on it. And of course. 
We'll be talking about it all here on Locked on Rockies when it happens. Folks, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Really, really do appreciate that. You can find us on your favorite streaming services. Woof, sorry. Weird, like, hiccups. Weird bubble that just kind of formed in there. You can find us on YouTube where your like, your comments, your subscriptions, all the most helpful ways to help the show grow. Hey, for your second listen, go check out uh, Locked On MLB, Locked On Broncos, Locked On Avalanche, Locked On Nuggets, and Locked On Buffs. Got you covered for more Colorado sports coverage. And until next time, this is Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked On Rockies podcast.